Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. So this week, uh, we're, we're returning to, I think, one of our, I don't know, comfort zones. Uh, at comfort zone, we were supposed to get out of them, but but nevertheless, you return to them after, after you know, getting out of it. And we're going to talk a little bit of sports. But I wanted to share with you, Sean, and, and really, uh, you know, all the, all the listeners out there, a, a very sweet, and I do mean uh, just joyful story about the um tunisian soccer team um i think as you're aware sean uh, it is it is currently ramadan ramadan is being celebrated right yes I believe so, so as as goes with ramadan um there is a fast during during daylight which is kind of i imagine very difficult this time of year with all the sunlight um and everything and you see you have in the run-up to the world cup you have uh teams like tunisia um, who that is, uh, I guess, a majority Muslim nation. A lot of the players are Muslim. If I don't even know, maybe all of them are. Um, but so they're running around playing soccer without sustenance during the daylight hours. Um, mm-hmm. But what you may not know is is that there is there is a an ingenious way to kind of get some sustenance during the game. It involves the goalkeeper. Do you know what the goalkeeper did in the 58th and 47th minutes of uh, successive games this past week? Uh, Did he call in a pizza order? He did not call in a pizza order. Um, I think that that he probably could have done that in like the first or second minute of the game, depending on who he was calling. But what he did was the goalie faked an injury. Well, he jokingly says he wasn't faking, but he (laughs) laid in the goal faking an injury and there are some lovely pictures of uh, pictures on uh, the bbc and we'll share this after the show and his teammates rush to the sidelines to eat dates and water um shout out to dates by the way i bought a bunch at whole foods recently because they're on sale because of this ramadan season dates are a wonderful thing and uh i'm so glad that that these these players were not only enjoying them but they were getting to to you know celebrate this very important time of the year for them, uh, and and also celebrate their their soccer skills because they did come back and draw both these games against Portugal and Turkey. Oh wow! Um, on on the backs of uh, their goalie faking an injury so they could get a little uh, sustenance. Um, so I just thought that was a wonderful story. I I agree that it's it's sweet not just because it's heartwarming but also. Because dates are a very sugar-rich fruit. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and the thing about this instance is it doesn't matter, you know, what age you are or whatever. <laughs> you can really appreciate this instance of, of humanity and a team being a great team. Indeed. Um, All right, so that is – that's quite a segue into what we really – what we're here to talk about this week. You mentioned sports. Sports. Um, and, and I'd like to I'd like to take you back to I think two weekends ago 
when I was uh, up visiting you and uh, our, our friend Max mm-hmm. in in the Washington D.C. metro area. Yeah, and, and we uh, did a rare thing and went to a sports bar. We sure did. Uh, and at that sports bar, uh, we were seated in such an arrangement that we were at the bar, uh, and I was on one of the ends of our group of three people, but I was not all the way at the end of the bar, so there was room for someone to sit next to me. You were outflanked. I was <laughs> I was outflanked uh, by, by a gentleman uh, by the name of Scott, who... Uh, in between rounds, um, wanted to talk to me about basketball. We were watching multiple sports at the same time. Uh, there was a, a, frankly, a disastrous Washington Capitals game happening. It was uh, not good. Good for them that they turned it around. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also uh, an NBA Eastern Conference Finals game happening. And that game was between the Cleveland LeBrons and the Boston Celtics. Now, Scott introduced himself as being from Boston and, uh, Glad I wasn't sitting next to him. I, no, I did sit next to a new Englander. There would have been, <laughs> there would have been quite the conversation. Um, so I, I, I have a full beard, so I tend to look a few years older than I really am. And, and so, Scott wanted to rap about basketball and, and some of the best players that he had ever seen. And uh, he cited Larry Bird, uh, which, what do you expect from Boston? Uh, but he also, he, he did that thing that a lot of people have been rushing to do over the last couple of years, which is that in the face of increasingly solid evidence that LeBron James is probably the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, He continued to insist that no one could ever surpass Michael Jordan. And this is a thing, I, I, I hear that sigh, this is a thing that you have strong feelings about. I know this is a thing I have strong feelings about. Um... But one of the things that I, I keep thinking about, and, and I think you, you're you on this too, is how incredibly difficult it is to, to really to compare Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Not just because Michael Jordan was a six foot six guard who, uh, you know, uh, who guarded guards, and LeBron James is, I, I don't know, basically a Wookiee. Um, crossed with a tank uh, yeah. but also because LeBron James has been playing his basketball in the NBA since 2003 and Michael yeah. Jordan played his basketball in the NBA from 1985 until about 2002 and, and so their times in the league didn't really overlap and they played in markedly different eras the game was different the rules were different the teams were different and what teams valued in players were different and so all of these things come together to uh to take this 
thing where there are two sides of an issue and people are very convinced on both sides that they're definitely right. And I just look at it and I go, I mean, yeah, I think LeBron is probably the best ever, but I don't know. How, like, how can I make, how can I make a well-reasoned comparison? I, so I, I think you started off on the right track in recounting what Scott said, which is he was talking about some of the greatest players he'd ever seen. And, and people will define greatness in, in whatever capacity they do. I, I think you and I, as far as LeBron goes, can kind of, uh, talk about this in, um, you know, with certain knowledge, because I remember LeBron being drafted. I remember his first game against the Kings. I, mm-hmm. He is my, he is, you know, kind of my guide through through the NBA. Who who's who does who leads Dante through hell? That's that's LeBron for me. Even though uh, I, I I tell myself that that the NBA is is the best sport. It's also you know a hellscape sometimes. Um, <laughs> so. When I think of best, I think it's wonder. I mean, I think that that guy Scott just in wonder at Larry Bird. I think that people uh, older than us, which is a very important point, because I don't know. I, Michael Jordan played in my city until I was eleven, and I don't. I don't really remember it. I think I vaguely recall his last season with the Bulls because it was his last season with the Bulls. But I was seven. Right. The people that around us that are our age that claim that that was some wondrous time, like. It's not the same as how we're watching LeBron now, where you're aware of statistics and what he's doing and, and watching, yeah. staying up late enough to watch the games and everything. I think this wonder is something that you can you can look at and be like, wow, Wilt Chamberlain scoring 100 points in a game. That is a feat of wonder. I cannot believe he did that. Things things like that. But mm-hmm. this this practice of, of then trying to do pros and cons for different people... I just kind of feel it's fruitless. And we've been talking about basketball, but baseball has a huge problem with that because of the way they they do their Hall of Fame and how they did their very first vote for the Hall of Fame and also this little thing called steroids of late. (laughs) There's this constant comparison of people across timelines. And I think it's so, you know, just dumb. Sure. I I don't know if I think it's dumb. I mean, I think we do a lot of fruitless things in this life, uh, and they're not, I don't know, they're not all necessarily dumb, but, like, so much of sports, well, not even sports, so much of fandom of a thing seems to be wrapped up in an idea of what that thing should be and what the best version of that thing is. So, like, you, I mean, you see it with movies. There are, um, you know, you've got your Citizen Kane stands, you've got your Godfather stands, you have your, uh, your people who think that Ace Ventura is the best movie of all time. Uh, I, I'm sure they exist. Uh, just uh, I think they're... one of them is not with us this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I mean, you certainly see it now with, you know, discussions of, of TV shows from the the quote unquote golden age of the you know of the two thousands and two thousand tens. It's just like it's a thing. It really is a thing. Like, you want to express that you are 
you know, a good and knowledgeable fan of something. And one of the best ways to do that is to have a really hard opinion on what the best version of that thing is or who the best person to ever do that thing was. Um, I, I mean, I guess there's some, some value in it. Like it, you know, it can be a way to find common ground with people. You know, I, I think you're, you probably are, are friends with a lot of people who think LeBron might be the greatest player ever. Uh, it can be a really good way to, uh, weed out people that you need to cut out of your life. Like anyone who says the words Kobe Bryant, uh, when yeah. asked about who the greatest player ever is. Um, so like, I, I don't know, like, Yes, I think you're right. I think it's fruitless, but I don't know that it's bad. So I think part of the reason that I am afraid, not afraid, that I think it is bad uh, is that what I see is instead of taking the time to appreciate the skill and the wonder of the moment – LeBron had 13 assists last night. The The team lost. The game before, he had 50 points, and they also lost. And he, he nearly had a triple-double in both games. This is someone, as you said, is a mixture of, of a tank and a Wookiee. It's just this this physical presence that is unlike any other. And I think people are so busy, you know, people like Skip Bayless, uh, you know, Michael <laughs> Wilbon, pick, pick anyone you want who are so busy, you know, having, feeling like they have to defend Michael Jordan or, or, or Kobe Bryant, that they aren't taking the time to appreciate this. The thing, uh, and no, no one should be attacking the other players. What you should do is you should celebrate them. You should say things like, Wow, you know what? Do you remember when when LeBron in I don't know what year it was? Was it two thousand seven when he scored against the Pistons and he scored like twenty some points in a row to 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 beat the Pistons on his back? Yes, he's been doing that for over ten years. Um, but things like that, you know, celebrating people, and instead we're just going blue in the face, <laughs> defending people like they're being attacked. Don't attack people. Celebrate them. That's that's what I think should be done. And instead. Yeah. That it's you got to denigrate the other person to make your point and that's that's just i think that's against sport all right i i accept that i i think you're right that it's it's bad it's bad when it manifests itself as here's why you're wrong and why you're an idiot for being wrong like that's a bad thing so maybe so so one of the toughest things about you know uh, about comparing players across eras um you know as i mentioned is that the the rules are different or or at least are enforced differently and then the sort of the construction of the league is very different at different times so you know uh, one of the things that i hate the most is people whose only criterion for whether someone is a good player is how many championship rings they they have because then well and it's even worse if those people don't then have a firm conviction that bill russell is the best basketball player of all time um because you're just you're not holding to your principle uh even though it's correct that bill russell is not the best basketball player of all time he is one of the greatest and that's fine, but winning a championship 
in the 1960s when there were eight or ten teams and almost no black players in the league. Like, how much does that really mean when when you compare it against what LeBron James is doing where he, you know, he's won some finals. He's he has one of the most incredible uh NBA finals performances of all time, but he's also had years where he's run up against, you know, uh, one of the greatest buzzsaws that has ever existed in the sport of basketball. I like it's not it's not fair the teams that the teams that Bill Russell beat in the NBA Finals, the the you know the 2010s Golden State Warriors would sweep them and win every game by 75 points. It's yeah. fucking bananas. If, to if try they weren't and smoking compare. on the bench, they were definitely smoking right. in the locker room at halftime. I mean, right. this is just a different a different world. And you bring up a I think a fascinating point and one that I've happened upon in discussing this, which is. Why why is it always this discussion? And we've been focusing on on basketball a lot, but I do think baseball is is particularly uh trying in this. Football is a little different just because of I, I don't know what it is about football, but uh, football becomes difficult cuz you're really just only ever kind of comparing quarterbacks though other positions too. But um I mean, I would say that the best football player of all time is probably Jim Brown, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. But even people will say, "Well, what about Walter Payton?" It's fine. But I I think that uh, we're always comparing individuals and very rarely teams. Is that just is that a bridge too far for you know Scott at the bar? Is is that it, or or does it really make you think? Because you know the Warriors might win by seventy points against those teams. I, I concede that. But also, uh, the Warriors are never getting more than two points in a shot. Uh, neither are the Rockets, for instance, because in the 60s, they didn't have that. So the game changes so much. There's something about, mm-hmm. I go back to my point of wonder and spectacle. You always know when you're watching a transcendent individual. Um, and part of that is, is they're going up against different individuals, but it's harder with, with a team. Like, I know that the Warriors right now are probably one of the best teams I'll ever see. Um, and they've done it four years in a row. Um, but, I, I, you know, you don't you don't get a lot of that. There's not a lot of discussion that Warriors are 96 Bulls, except for in that kind of absolute terms of did they get to 72 wins or not, which they exceeded that. See, I don't agree. I think there is actually a lot of the comparison of teams. I think it suffers from all of the same flaws. You know, you could say that things average out a little bit because even though the eras are different, just, you know, what it takes to have a whole group of players come together to produce something so incredible. Like, I get that that's a, a you know, an, an amazing accomplishment. Here's my proposal. You mentioned transcendence. And, and knowing knowing that you're seeing someone great do something. Why don't we just spend more time trying to compare, like, Compare skills. I have mm. no doubt in my mind that Stephen Curry is the greatest outside shooter that has ever laced up a pair of high tops. And I, I appreciate that because in 
friend of the pod, Kevin, and I had a little bit of back and forth. And I, and then when I was talking to you today, I had that in mind, which is Steph Curry, outside shooter. I'm probably never going to see anything like that before. It's it's incredible. Whereas I, as far as a shooting form, just the purity of it, man. If you pa- if you pass Clay Thompson the ball and he has a half a whisper of room, he's gonna make the shot. His his right. form is impeccable, and he just you know such a quick shooter. I I love watching that, and I will always want to talk about that. And if I see someone who right. who has as cool and quick a release as him, I'll want to celebrate that too. Sure. As opposed to oh well, is he better than Clay? No, no, I, he's just incredible. Right. I mean, like we, you know, we've done an episode on this show about crossovers before and, you know, you've got your feelings about them, but I'm a fan and like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone in the NBA cross people over better than another guy that Scott wanted to talk to me about at the bar, Allen Iverson. I mean, how do you, you know, it, I think, I think the biggest issue with the, you know, the goat, the goatism uh, of sports fandom today is that we're at a point where we're like in all of these sports there's a pretty limited pool of like reasonable options for who is the quote-unquote goat that won't get you laughed out of a room like if you say that bruce bowen was the best nba player in history you will rightly be drummed out of polite society but you can't like, but there's a place for, I mean, like, I, I kind of hate Bruce Bowen, but like, there's a, a place for Bruce Bowen in a discussion of transcendent basketball players. Bruce Bowen was a transcendent pest. Yeah. It was amazing. He would just, he wouldn't, if you went up to shoot a corner three, he wouldn't let you land without landing on his foot. I mean, yeah, it's a dirty play and it injured people, but. Just something about the way he was going to guard you from the second you stepped out of the locker room to the second you stepped back into it. And it was as much about being in your head as it was about putting a hand up when you try to take a shot. Like, there's something incredible about that. Kevin Durant has the misfortune for his historical legacy of playing basketball at the same time as LeBron James and the Warriors team that he has since joined. But he's one of the greatest just give me the fucking ball and I'm going to score points, scores that's ever played the game. Yeah. It's amazing. And so I think I think that's why I, I want I don't want the discussion to go away. I want the discussion to be narrowed and focused so it can actually expand out and cover a broader umbrella of players yeah and and when you when you do something like that you you say oh they're they're such a great shooter and then you can have an older person be like well have you ever seen you know have have you ever seen kevin McHale's uh post moves no i haven't seen that all right let me let me show this to you and then you can have a discussion celebrating someone as opposed to this oh you don't know what you're talking about you've never seen x person or y person i i think that that opens it up to a much better discussion the other thing that we haven't hit on and i mentioned a little bit with with steroids is 
I feel like there's always a caveat, which is you can say, oh, well, you have Daryl Morey and this this uh, optimization of the game where it's threes or layups, threes or layups, and trying to get as many free throws as you can. Or, oh, you know, the steroid era in baseball. My thing with that is there's always something. All the players in baseball in the 70s were, were taking greenies. They were taking amphetamines because <laughs> it's a slog and how else are you going to get through it? Um you know, eventually at some point uh, in the NBA, they stopped taking coach and, and were flying in or stopped taking buses, coaches, and were flying in planes. And eventually right. someone started taking first class and stuff like that. There's always something that shifts the playing field a little bit. And some people may be ahead of it before others. And that just opens another door as opposed to saying, you know, 20 Gwen could hit it between the shortstop and third baseman better than anyone else. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, you know, some of those caveats, like the the medicine, the sports medicine, the rehab, the attention to like taking care of your body is just, it's light years ahead of, you know, of where it was in the 70s. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find, an, trying to think of an example. Who, like, who was a power forward in the 70s? Power uh, forward in the seventies. I, I mean, like Dave, Elgin like, Baylor. No, no, no. He was he was on his way out by then. Like oh, okay. Dave Cowens. Um, <laughs> he definitely smoked in the locker room. <laughs> he he may or may not have smoked in the locker room, but even if he didn't, he LeBron James has access to things that didn't exist when Dave Cowens was playing in the NBA. And, and so, in, like, the physicality of the athletes, I mean, you see it with football, the the terrifying size of NFL players. I mean, the average size of an offensive lineman, you know, like, we look at Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, who's like a, you know, maybe a slightly stockier than an average person, you know, guy. He was an offensive lineman. Yeah, I, I mean, go look at the Washington football teams, the the Hogs, which are still uh, venerated today. I don't know that any of them were, were that big. I mean, Joe Jacoby, I think, might have been the largest guy on that team, and uh, he was probably like 6'2", 285. I'm going to look it up right now. But, you know, these things change, and it's... Uh, he's he, bigger than that. Oh, is he? He played uh, at like, six oh, seven wow. two ninety five. Okay. But that, like, that's big. But now that would be considered like a tall but small offensive lineman. Well, uh, Jonathan Ogden is the is the, the prototypical guy, and he was what yeah. six nine three seventy five. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's like the opposite of they don't make them like they used to. We've gotten better. You know, we are. People recognize this as an earlier age. The sports machine starts working, which is, I realize, another uh, uh, DC reference there with the sports machine. Um, but uh, it, it's you just you grow into it more and, and you're trained more. And that doesn't take anything away from the people back then, because the thing is, as you mentioned, Jim Brown is he was just clearly better than everyone else. George Mikan was playing against other people that also looked like the accountants. But he was just better than everyone else. Right. That's, that's the transcendence. They are 
a a generational talent and you should be able to appreciate that as opposed to saying well you know did you ever see those games where just kobe put it on against the suns yeah he also took 50 shots Uh, we can celebrate him for what it is but don't denigrate someone else because of we've moved on from that type of hero ball i mean like could you imagine if george mikan had to work in the post against like rudy gobert or like vintage 2008 era dwight howard I mean, George Mikan would, I, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say that George Mikan, like George Mikan wouldn't make an NBA roster. Well, I think fortunately, and this helps is, is I try not to put people now on teams back then because then that that becomes a whole issue in itself because I don't know if if George Mikan grew up now would he be you know put in the the funnel earlier on and become a great AU player and go with both hands and be able to turn over both shoulders and also hit from outside like Carl Anthony Towns I just I, I don't know and so it's I mean if he couldn't he wouldn't make it that's true it, it's easier and I think better to just kind of say yeah he let me go and watch whatever highlights film there is and just say yeah he's clearly way way better than everybody else just like you know lebron is way way better than just about everybody right now i mean i'll put it this way george mike played basketball in glasses like actual spectacles so i'm confident that he had a much easier time and would not have made it today oh and you know, and on that note, I'm glad we got to an ableist point in this uh, in this uh, podcast. Where Look, I, that people hey, wearing glasses aren't hey, allowed to play sports. I played middle school basketball in glasses. It was a bad deal. One time, my glasses got knocked off my face and got stepped on. They broke. Like this <laughs> oh. is a real occupational hazard. Well, it you could saw be what worse. happened to LeBron's you could have the occupational hazard of playing in Draymond Green, who almost took LeBron's eye out. And right. I actually thought in watching it that he did and was very frightened for a bit. There you go. All right. If you have thoughts about goatism, about uh, who the best person uh, to play a sport was, leave those out. I don't want to hear them. We just talked about why not. Uh, but if you have thoughts on who had the best handle ever, who yeah. was the, you know, who was the slickest infielder you ever saw, mm. you know, stuff like that. Uh, come find us. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod. Uh, we would love to hear what you think. Uh, oh, and if you were dying and you're like, it's Virgil, it's Virgil who who guided Dante through hell. I know because I looked it up during the podcast. Oh, it wasn't. Thank you. I, I was going back and forth on whether it was Virgil or Tiresias. Well, I thought of Tiresias as another guide, but he's less omnipresent. I'm pretty sure in the Inferno, which I should read, um, he's there the whole time through through hell okay all right uh i have not read the inferno so you would know better than me um all right uh i think since we've had a wild digression uh that means it is time once again for pierce is sorry so what are you apologizing for this week dude so uh, i'm so i'm very i'm i'm hurt i'm hurt dog uh (laughs) I so I went. I have a lovely coat from um, Ella Bean that was a gift. Um, I don't know two Christmases ago or something. 
and I was sitting in the bus a little bit ago and kind of leaned up against something and there happened to be a random screw and it ripped the jack a little bit and it's one of those I, like fake down or whatever but it so I was very concerned because I didn't want the rip to get any larger or anything so I went to L.O. Bean a store that I've written about before we've talked about before it has been a part of my life my entire life and I thought, oh, okay, I'm just going to go get my jacket fixed. I, I don't want to return or I don't want to exchange or anything else. I just want my jacket fixed. So I go in there and um, go up to a person, show them the jacket, and say, hey, you know, I've had this jacket. Uh, do you, uh, I was wondering if I could get it repaired or something. Um, they ask me for the receipt. I say, no, I don't have the receipt. They go over somewhere and they're like, oh, well, we can sell you a patch. And I'm like, I, I just want to get my jacket fixed. Um, so the person who's there gets another person who says the same thing. Oh, we can sell you a patch. And <clears throat> then I proceed to get a little... I didn't raise my voice, but I was definitely angry and said, Listen, if I knew it was going to be like this, I would have just gone to Patagonia because they actually fix stuff if it breaks. And this is really upsetting and this is really disappointing as someone who's a customer here. And... I don't know what to do right now. And so I actually had stuff in my hand other than this jacket that I already owned, and I dropped it on a rack and stormed out of the store. I'm not sorry for that. (laughs) What I'm sorry for is I really wanted the thing that I had picked up and had in my hand. So I'm sorry for being a coward and coming back in the store probably 20 minutes later and sneaking my way through, and this is a double-level L.O. Bean getting the thing that I wanted, which was a pair of shorts, and then scooting downstairs to go to a different register. And there I had a much better conversation with a representative about it. But I I meant what I said, and I stand by it, and I'm going to call the big L.O. Bean place and explain to them the situation. And my, uh, my displeasure in the experience I had, but... I was confident in what I did, but then I didn't own up to it when I went back in the store. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was dumb. Like I, I was, I was right. I was being angry customer, but I don't think I did anything wrong, but I acted like I did. Whew. That, uh, that was a doozy. <laughs> so that's all to say, I'm afraid that this new L.O. Bean return policy or whatever is, is not, is not good. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. It was so, it was so loose and liberal for so long. It just sucks because I'm someone who has been using their services and and their their products and enjoyed them for a long time. And especially the customer service, they're great. And this, and they've turned over a new leaf. And, and I'm afraid it's not going to be good. I, I think that's that's a thing worth worrying about. Yeah. Do you have uh, something more more thoughtful and maybe happy to to close us out with? Uh? I have something that's more happy. I'm I'm not sure it's thoughtful at all. That's um, that's fine. Uh, so our uh, our our absent our our third <coughs> our third wheel, um, it, it is a very big fan of a song. Do you know what song that is? Uh, is it Africa by Toto? Yes, it is. Oh, that was a good guess. I could have guessed a lot of other things, but as far as singular songs go, that's that's a good that's a good go-to. Yeah. So, 
I, I would say I, I have followed with interest the career of a, a little a little band from California called Weezer. And uh, and this apparently this thing has been happening recently where where the people of the internet have been begging Weezer to to, uh, to record a cover of Africa by Toto. Uh, yeah, internet's the internet terrible. is the internet. <laughs> the internet is wonderful, except that it's terrible. <laughs> the internet is very needy, um, and, and so they were, you know, very vocal about this. Uh, and, and Weezer, uh, Weezer decided that they were going to record a Toto cover, uh, but not of Africa. They recorded a cover of one of Toto's other hits, Rosanna. Uh, you know, sure, Toto has other songs. Uh, Why believe, not? Sure, believe it or not, they do. Uh, I, they actually kind of have they have three songs that were kind of a big deal. Uh, they also have a song called "Hold the Line." Um, I think I knew that. Anyway, so Weezer releases a a cover version of Toto's "Rosanna." Uh, you know, as a nice little troll to the internet. Um, but they recorded Africa too. They did it. It's a it's a thing that exists, um, and and I've listened to it. What I what feels like a hundred times already, and it's it's so ridiculous. It's so it so deeply didn't need to exist, and like I don't necessarily think it's really any good, um, but it's like it's not. It's also not really. It's not bad. And so it's just like I'm, I'm tickled by the fact that that this is a thing that I can listen to now, that that Weezer caved and covered Toto's Africa. But I will not use it as the music for this podcast. I promise. Uh, well, you know, everything can be a gift depending on how you look at it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess good for Weezer for remaining relevant for over 20 years that's a bit of a stretch well i guess the internet also makes us all relevant in a way so oh wow oh boy that (laughs) you're sending me off into the night on a real weird note (laughs) so i guess we'll pass the savings on to you uh that is the end of the show you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, or uh, check us out at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. There you will find every single episode of this show, along with various and sundry writings. Uh, our, our old friend Ian has, has sent me a, uh, a song review that should go up soon. Uh, I've been doing a fair amount of internet reading, so... Uh, there should be a, a link extravaganza before too long. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for those things. Uh, or if you don't really care about the writing, I, I, I won't be too offended. Um, you can subscribe to our feeds so you never miss an episode. Every episode will show up each week directly onto the device of your choice. Uh, you can get us on Apple Podcasts or most other places where you get your audio content. Uh, if you do that, please do us a favor, leave a review, uh, comment, uh, give us a rating, uh, hopefully a good one. I hope we hope you like this. Um, and on that note, like 
you know, if you have friends that you think might like what we're doing too, like, I hope you share it with them um, because we would love to share what we do with them. Yeah, we're about to enter the summer and there's not going to be any sports on because don't, don't waste your time watching baseball quite yet. So give them a podcast. Know. Be a thoughtful person. Exactly. Uh, all right. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening. Bye.